<laughs> I'm gonna teach you guys how to play guitar someday. No. It's so much fun. Now my parents bought me a guitar, and I said, make sure it's a left-handed guitar. That's the only way I'll be able to play. <laughs> and in order to save money, yeah, they bought me a right-handed, right-handed guitar. guitar. And I also <laughs> bought you a pink uh, surfboard. Pink surfboard. <laughs> I think you really? got more use out of the pink surfboard. <laughs> Indeed, I did. <laughs> Was so was that Betty Boop or something like that? Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> they just In did fact, him wrong. It was. it was very, very close. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't see the sunflower <laughs> on the bottom that says Surf Betty? <laughs> and in fact, it's the only surfboard around that is specifically for women. Oh, my God. You didn't put the pink and purple together? We wonder why he turned out the way he did. I don't know he how it turned out. He has had the challenges. Yeah. yeah. I asked for Primarily a... Primarily uh, from his parents. I asked for a freaking uh, entertainment center one year and had flowers carved into the... I said, I, I got to get rid of this. <laughs> I don't know what dad was, what impression I had made on him. They really wanted a girl, that second kid. I'm telling you, man. And by God, we're going to have one. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Can We Three Agree? I'm Dustin Bass. That's I'm Stephen McDonald. And we Good don't know where that guy came from. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. You don't know where I'm from. But today is your birthday, so happy oh, birthday. right. Right on. Yep. My brother has a birthday today. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. spending it with us. You know, somebody uh, who did else is he going to spend like, it so with? So what, what are you doing that's really special tonight? I go, well, uh, tied up. <laughs> mm. Don't you wish. Man. No, nah, truthfully, I though, um, I do enjoy this. So, oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a good time for me. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I, good. I enjoy it, too. I, Plus, I've, I think we've partied two or three days out of, you know, in the last couple of weeks over birthdays. So. Yeah. This is true, yeah. Yeah, party hard. It's a Tuesday night. Yeah. So, what yeah. are you going to do on a Tuesday night? This. Exactly. All right. So. Woo. All right. I, I think we all got some really good comments <laughs> from uh, everybody on this last show. <laughs> Look, last show, I knew when we got into the AI. Oh, yeah. And the, and the freaking Jordy Rose. He's nuts mm. out of his mind. Yeah. And Elon Musk seems like a nice guy. I was like, I know this is going to be my favorite episode, and it did not disappoint. It was. No, yeah. it was y'all, very y'all's? I mean, it was very good. It was we, fun. I it mean, was that's fun. really what it, it came down to. It was fun. We had a lot of stuff to show people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woke a lot of people up on things that had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And a lot of feedback. We got mm-hmm. a lot of feedback. We, I think that, <clears throat> you know, we've always been the kind to be able to laugh and joke at most inopportune times and most inappropriate Absolutely. times. Absolutely, funerals. I think are if the we best. were, if yes. we were being funerals are the worst. The... We can't sit together at a funeral. No. This is this is something I know. There's one person I definitely can't sit with during a funeral, and that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, you know this. Yeah. I think even if we were walking to the hangman's noose, yeah. <laughs> we, we could like, probably hey, find hey, something hey, funny. Check that out. Check that guy out. Like, <laughs> what's this guy's deal? Yeah, yeah exactly. Eyes. <laughs> oh so, man. Yeah. I think it would be fun. But yeah, we got we got some <laughs> <laughs> the hangman's news. Yeah. What a blast. Sign us up. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, it was a, it was a fun episode. Yeah. Um and just really I think because I think the first 3 episodes we were primarily almost to an extent not theoretical, but here's what the Bible says, here's what's going on. Um and of course there's some things where it's like it's in Israel, so it's happening over there, and maybe there's a bit of a disconnect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when you bring it 
right here it in wasn't the US. us yeah it wasn't yeah. us talking yeah. it was like yeah uh, it was the, the people talking for themselves exactly. like saying Nothing this is what we're working yeah. no and and i think the the Jordy Rose and the and the the, the quantum stuff was kind of disturbing to a few people mm -hmm. of like, man, how do you even how do you even learn to to think that way? Yeah. And it's like, well, you, there's a lot of studying involved, but also you really do have if you pay attention to their wording, yeah. they will always tell you what they're doing. And HP Lovecraft, HP Lovecraft, yeah, and and the parallel universes yeah. and all these things. You and, know what's funny is. Um, having a conversation about all these advancements and, and how, you know, Hey, we're always, what they're showing us now is years behind of what they're, where they're at now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Someone made a reference to, uh, I want to say it was desert storm, but I'm not, I'm not positive. Um, but he was saying, you remember the, uh, the, the, what do you call them? The, <clears throat> the missiles that track, like if you put the, the dot on, Oh, yeah, the, the laser target system or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. was he was saying that 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 information and that technology was available during the Vietnam War. <clears throat> and like we just kind of got exposed to it during Desert Storm. Hmm. And he's like that's how far advanced we are in yeah. the military mm -hmm. and what you guys are aware of that we have, yeah, yeah, you have no idea the advancements in, yeah. in the well, military. I, know, I mean, you have the microwave weapons and the rail guns mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. things that, yeah, we pulled up and, and showed people. It's it, you know, it, I remember reading a book that was put out, I think it was right when JFK was killed and it was exposing like a lot of the CIA stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is like 60 years ago, mm -hmm. and my mind was blown, yeah, I'm like. Yeah. This is what was going on back then, and I can't believe that they have this material, even if it was today. Yeah, just mind blowing. Well, yeah. DARPA. I mean, right? You, know, you, yeah. DARPA you don't even want to. You'd get involved yeah. in that. <laughs> but no, I mean, that's government-funded yeah. advancements that even should creep you know, us all like, out. You know, manipulating the weather, mm -hmm. you know, all these mm -hmm. things, and and what's sad is they are real it's like these are things that aren't made up i mean yeah we wish they were made up we wish that all these things were need a crisis true but we can we can we make can one manipulate up. one yeah it's it's, it's really weird yeah. stuff so well, we started science. with the economy and moved into people and now they're dealing with the weather yeah, yeah. all right so all right. we're going to start off with the q and a's we've got some good ones um here's q and a here's the question number one you mentioned so many things this past week that had my head spinning. When did I write this? Uh, but one thing that I don't understand is if this is all pretty correct. Oh, my screen just went black. Give me a second, humans. <laughs> if you are human. Paper notes. I know, right? So beautiful. If this is all pretty correct, then we only have 10 to 12 years as we know it. What is this, AOC writing this? Yeah. This makes me really upset to think about, mainly because of my kids. How do you guys seem so comfortable speaking about these things? Well, I can speak to this real quick. I don't have any kids. Therefore, I feel fine. Yeah. Just kidding. No, I have two kids. Yeah, I have one. So, I, I'm hey, I'm right there with you because working on the timeline years ago is like I'm kind of at that point, you know, Putting, telling myself I'm not going to be able to watch my son grow up if this stuff is actually correct mm -hmm. or somewhat correct. So you're right. I kind of feel your yeah. your struggle there because that, you know, as a parent, it's uh, something that I've had to look at too, but also, you know, spiritually and, and prayer and 
and coming to terms with, hey, God, like this is God's timing, not ours. Uh, we're just supposed to be ready. And you, I'd say the more studying you do in this stuff, it, it does help you. Uh, come to terms with God's timeline because if you get caught up in your own timeline, you'll get caught up in your 401k and retirement and all these things and looking toward an end that's never going to happen. That's for me, it's like, hey, I, I'm prepared if it does happen. You know, I'm, I still work. I still I have my own business. I'm mm -hmm. still doing the things I love to do. But this is something that I'm like, hey, if this goes down, I, I'm ready to go with it. Yeah. And but I do feel your, your and I would, concern. I think the whole number one, 10 to 12 years, as we know it, I, mm. I don't know what they're referencing there. Um, like, do they think everything goes away? Like, <clears throat> I'm not I'm not 100 percent certain what what they mean by I that. I think they're referencing our timeline. <laughs> no, I know the timeline. But yeah. as we know it, meaning 12 years is the end. Like when when you really realize what the end is it's a yeah. one day period mm -hmm. that literally transitions into a new kingdom and a new age yeah. and uh, if you can understand that part where you're really just transitioning it's not the end of the world it's mm -hmm. not you know oh, everything just goes away no like even the the new heaven and new earth is thousands of years away yeah. like i mean so if you can comprehend that part um I understand if you start looking at it and you start saying, okay, um, tribulation, end of the world, that yeah. type of you yeah. know conversation, you have to understand that, number one, God has made promises to take care of you, sustain you, get you through. Mm -hmm. And that's what your, your trust and your hope is in, is in, is in God. Um, and so I would say, number two, <laughs> 10 to 12 years, uh, it says, if this is pretty correct, which we hope it's not. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yeah. we really all hey, at the end of the day, off. we're like, oh, we'll hopefully take, this is way off. We'll but take the information and, and track it. It's based yeah. on certain things that we see. If these things are accurate, meaning wormwood. I mean, wormwood is is something that you can put a tack in yeah. in your timeline and say, it, whenever wormwood happens, you know you're within a three, four-year period of, of Christ's return. Yeah. So, I mean... When that happens, who knows? People are saying from, what, uh, 2029 20, 20, to 3036? Yeah, and then even I've got other people that will say, hey, it's not going to happen for another 100 years. I yeah. mean, you've got Correct. crazy people. So yeah. I just don't we're think... We're not crazy. <laughs> we're not crazy <laughs> at all. I don't all. think it's that. No. I think, <laughs> I think we're definitely within a certain amount of time. Um, and like I said, I, I truly believe that, which we'll reference uh, later tonight, the, the two days, and then we will rise again. Yeah. So you're only given 2,000 years yeah. from when Christ returns. So yeah. you can you can mark that down. And, you know, you won't get to see your kids grow up. I think what probably the, the saddest part is I won't even get to see myself grow up. <laughs> you think just about never going to happen. If we had another 2,000 years. You know, I was thinking about that today. I'll never be an uncle. Like, it's really a weird... Like a realistic... Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> you cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> Second question, is there a certain way to study Revelations because I'm having a hard time understanding any of it? <laughs> Likewise. Right. That's... Hey, that's... <laughs> I'm right, right there when I first started studying... Re well, I will say this. We, we had, you know, our grandfather that really kind of blessed us with writing a book on... Revelation, and so at an early age, we all got really shoved into 
this thing and just hearing it over and over and knowing as much as we could even as an early age. But I, I, it was really instilled in us. So we're probably a little different than most people. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Revelation is still a tough swallow. I mean, oh, yeah. especially if you're just now studying it. So I And <clears throat> I say this, I've probably already said it a couple times on this show, is that I study from back to forward. Like, I study at the end. I'm at the end, and then I go back so that I can see how I got here. How did I get here? How did I get here? It's like if you read from forward to backwards, you have no idea where you're trying to get to. Um, so it's kind of like walking down a path and you know how you have no idea where you're going. Right. So by the time you get to the end of the path, okay, how did I get here? I don't know. I just followed the path and I got here. But if you're saying this is my end game, how do I get there? You can hop back and it's like, okay, all right. And then, and so what I like to do is like, even when we talk about the bowls, the, the, the trumpets, what happened? You said you can hop back, and I thought of jump to conclusions, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell in his brain as soon right. as you said that. Yeah. I'm like, I lost. He's him. already he's already lost. He's he's got he needs a minute. That is the worst idea. <laughs> jump to conclusions. Jump to conclusions. Great. But that's the way movie. I've done it. It's like I just put my 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 seven bowls, my seven trumpets, my seven seals, right? And you just work your way back from the last one. And then you can figure out which ones have happened or if which ones will happen first. But you know for a fact, and we'll get into that again tonight, where you kind of you can kind of start lining up some of these all at the same time because the wording and the timing kind of fit all together. So that's the way I would really start trying to look at it is like, okay, when is when do we go to heaven? <laughs> right? I mean, let's be realistic. Like, people's concept of heaven, they believe people are in heaven right now. Yeah. Um, people believe that people are in hell right now. Like, all of these concepts that you hear while you're going to church, and it's just so unbiblical yeah. that it's, it, it makes it very difficult to have conversations. When I tell people, hell wasn't created for us. Yeah. Hell was created for these angels. And they're like, What? And it's like, yeah, God never intends for us to be in hell. Like, understand that part. Now, granted, we'll have to get deep into that, but understanding these concepts will help you. If you've gone to church from the, you know, when my dad was going to church up to probably 2000, it was like hell, you know, everybody's going to hell kind of thing. (laughs) And it was like... uh, (laughs) Every Sunday I was trying to climb out of hell. Exactly. So, I mean, when you you start really understanding the Scriptures and not just listen to a a person up there speaking, you will really get a grasp of how twisted, and obviously we'll get into that, how twisted things get. All right, third question. So good good luck on your journey on Revelation. Yeah, good luck on the journey. Yeah, Um, but keep keep at it. That's all I can say, just keep at it. Yeah, and it's Revelation, not Revelations. Yeah, so the book of Revelation. There you go. <laughs> Start with that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's one revelation. Typo. Um, <laughs> I was talking to someone at my church about the book of Enoch you guys mentioned, and they said we shouldn't read anything but the Bible. I don't believe this to be true, but how should I respond to that? <laughs> you said it earlier. Like, Well, it's just like, yeah, I mean... Well, we dis- we sort of discuss this. Mm-hmm. Like, well, then don't read anything but the Bible if that's right. what you're going to do. Yeah. Put your daily devotional <clears throat> away. Put all the commentary away. Don't read, you know, St. You know, Augustine. Don't read Thomas Aquinas. Don't read C.S. Lewis. Don't yeah. read anything. Yeah. 
just read and the Dead Sea Scrolls, fraudulent, <laughs> you know? And so there is, it. I think it's a superiority complex where so. it's just like, yeah. I've only stuck with the Bible and anybody who steps out, of course, I'm taking the heat for this. Thank you, gentlemen. But I, I've only read the Bible and that's the only thing that I've ever stuck with. And you step out of that realm. Yeah. Well, I've heard people say if you yeah. if you add or take away from this book, right, let you be accursed. And that's not even true. What it is is John is saying, let anyone who adds or take away from this prophecy, which is Revelation, mm-hmm. like the book of Revelation, which yeah. got twisted up to where if you add or take away from the Bible at all, let them be accursed. So once again, someone took a scripture and twisted it up to now cause you to think that if I add anything to Scripture or a takeaway from Scripture, mm-hmm. let them be accursed. I mean, all of us quote Scripture and probably improperly and, and <laughs> yeah. just short... Every just week. The, yeah, exactly. Because so, you could say, like, King James Version, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you're applying that rule to it, That's then right. every translation After is... is- You're absolutely right. And that's what I'm saying. When you realize how manipulative people get, it, look, it's empowering to have people sit under you and under your ministry and to realize that these people, you know, at at some point weren't reading, weren't studying on their own. And even today, we've got people that are extremely illiterate. They couldn't tell you if you were quoting the scripture or if you're quoting a a, 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 self-help book. Exactly. The other thing that I will say about the book of Enoch, right, and it's very strange. There's three references in all three books, I want to say in Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus is asked about there is a woman who was married, and she gets divorced six, seven times, okay? And then they, they like, try to trip him up. Mm-hmm. And this is referenced three times. I, I, and I don't understand why. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but in all three books, it's referenced. And... They say, when she dies and she goes to heaven, who's going to be her husband out of the seven, right? And it's the trip Christ up. But at the same time, Jesus responds with this. You guys have no idea what you're talking about, and you don't know Scripture. Yeah. And then he goes on to reference the book of Enoch. Yep. Okay, so that's those three. Jude references, which everyone quotes mm-hmm. when it comes to... and and. Jesus will return with 10,000 of his saints, yeah. right? Yeah. That reference and it's a it's a it's a two-verse reference in in Jude is a is a direct quote from the book of Enoch in chapter right. 1. Yeah. So what I would say to people that say the book of Enoch, I've read the book of Enoch. I'm on my second fully thorough read. I have found nothing that contradicts the word of God. No, it's all, it's so, actually all kind of uh complementary. It is of mm-hmm. how how he is talking about Jesus a lot in that book. Yes. That's the the revelation for me when I first read it years ago was the the amount of time he spends talking about, you know, the son of the God. Son of God and, yeah. And I'm like, dude, this how have I not ever read this book? Yeah. And um and and that's because for the dogma of religion we were always told to shy away any, from anything oh, other than the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we, we get it. But then you get older and you're like, well, man, I, I, I've got a hundred other books I, I read. Mm-hmm. Why not read this one? That and helped it, you understand the Bible more. So. Yeah. And I'm like, and this one. And the fact that it's referenced nonstop 
Jesus and Paul and, and, and all of them saying, in the days of Noah, you'll know the end because it will be as in the days of Noah. And then you go and reference Genesis, and it gives you and this little glimpse. This little of, of, bitty one-verse glimpse of how bad things were. And yeah, and you're like, what was going on then? <laughs> wow. And then when you actually read the book of Enoch, you get a very good idea of what they were dealing the story with. Was, the yes. story behind the days of Noah. Yeah. And it's yeah. intense. Mm-hmm. And you understand why God had to do what he did. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jesus references the book of Enoch. Now, is that an authority that we can actually rely on? I'm uh, pretty sure you we know, can. Um, I've really started to change those red letters to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to some black. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like even Christians have doubted the authority of Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right, so we're going to continue on the timeline starting with the year 2029. Um, yeah, so, finish up the timeline tonight. Yes, sir. Which should we're be gonna, pretty quick. We're right at the end. And, what in the world? I think we had just had so many people... Last, I mean, so many things last week to get yeah. through. So, Dick, take it yeah, away. Yeah, we we really held on to uh, 2029 when it came to the advancements of AI mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that yeah. was really good. And, and I know a lot of people appreciated yes. understanding that what is the beast system? Yeah, like what? How could that work? Um, and then you start putting it together, breaking it down for them as, hey, here's the things that are coming. So, yeah, that was great. This week we don't have a whole lot of video. We're, we're really going to talk, you know, some things out uh, mm-hmm. with you guys and. Start with, you know, back at 2029, which, you know, is a great tribulation period that we're in, uh, you know, during during this time. And again, these are, if you're just listening to us, these are, you know, a timeline just based on things that we see happening and things that are coming uh, to fruition over the over the next few years and and stuff. And so we just again, we're just trying to get to where, hey, we're crossing some of these things off that tell us where we're going to be at in the timeline. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the tribulation period during this time, the bold judgments, which are, you know, a, a really some of the toughest, I would say probably the toughest time during this tribulation is the bold judgments. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the two witnesses being there, uh, witnessing for 1260 days during this time period, mm-hmm. which you said you, you had uh, some interesting theories on the two witnesses. I do. Um you know, I think the idea of understanding the Great Tribulation is establishing the length of it. Um, you hear people speak of the the Great Tribulation in a seven week, uh, seven day period, or, or seven year period, whatever. <clears throat> we believe that the Great Tribulation is truly three and a half years mm-hmm. from the time that you know, basically, the Antichrist rises up. Now, there will be tribulation. There's always been tribulation, but when it mm-hmm. talks about Great Tribulation. I looked in this to see what what the Greek word was for great because that's what you add to really emphasize this type of tribulation. Yeah. So, <coughs> sorry. Um, sorry, we have a cough button. Yeah. I know, but I don't like using that. No, you don't. <laughs> I want people to hear what's going on. Um, <laughs> I want to hear you make a cough. Yeah. Basically, where you hear <laughs> when you hear Jesus say, and he leaves, and he says. Greater things will you do than the things that I have done, mm-hmm. which is impossible, right? And when you sit there and you say, man, I'm going to be, you know, instead of feeding 5,000, I'm going to feed 50,000. Like, yeah. no, that's not what he's talking about. He's saying more. Right. At, in a bigger area, in a larger uh, arena kind of thing, you're going to do greater things. You're going to do more things. You're going to do this times a billion, right? Um, 
that same word is kind of used for the great tribulation, where you start to see it. It's not just tribulation. It's great, meaning it's and a lot of people believe that it's an accumulation of all of these things, earthquakes and yeah. pestilence and famines and all of these. Which is what he breaks down in Matthew 24. Right. So all it, these it things kind of happen at the same time, which does make it great tribulation. Yeah. This isn't just your average everyday tribulation. You're not just going to starve to death. And, and, and you, <laughs> may, you may <laughs> be starving while you're getting hell and brimstone <laughs> on you. Along <laughs> with some, bo- some boils and some sores exactly. and yeah. stung by a cor- scorpion. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you, if you really start to to look at these and say, okay, what I can't is tribute? We just laughed about that. Anyways, go ahead. Again, we we have a different sense of humor, people. Hey, let me tell you something. When I was young, right, and I say 13, 12, 13 years old, I came over to this guy's house and he was watching Hellraiser with his buddy, and I'm sitting there going, what in the world? And he's sitting there just laughing his head off, and I'm going, this dude is twisted. <laughs> And you know this hey, true. And 20 years later, he, he's just as twisted he as I am. You know what? Yeah. That is a pretty uh, funny movie. It's a classic. It's a, it's Dumb and at Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah. But um, just getting that cleared up, right, is, is very helpful. Now, I want to add or ask mm-hmm. because Jesus says greater and people are like, we're going to do better, you know, and it's no, it's like more. Yeah. And you're talking about all these things. It's going to be like simultaneous, possibly, but also global. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so mean, I don't think we're all dealing with the same things, but correct. yes. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be global tribulation instead of like people who may think that there are some countries or some portions of the earth that yeah, will be being spared. judged harder, or saved, yeah. or yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, not going to happen. Is that what you're, no, you're, we're not. There's not a portion of the earth that's going to be, you know, the Garden of Eden. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's true. Uh, and you know, going back to what tribulation is, because as we keep going, we're going to talk about people that will reference saints, the elect, all of these things, and they'll somehow slide in tribulation, yeah. right? Like. Mm-hmm. If you really break down what the word tribulation means, it's trouble. Yeah. There's going to be great trouble. Mm-hmm. So these are the great trouble saints. If you really break it down to tribulation, it's trouble saints. Um, the one thing that I will tell you is, is as you read the Old Testament, and we'll probably get in that tonight, but the Old Testament, it talks about continuously... The Gentiles, Christ returns and he creates this olive branch to the Gentiles, okay? <clears throat> if you realize that he is this olive branch, and the, and the Bible says that we are, are grafted in mm-hmm. to that, there's only one branch, right? And it was to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. When you start looking at it and you start realizing that we have been grafted in, there is no separation, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a reference that you've brought up about in Revelation where they sing a song of Moses. Correct. And then it says, and the song of the Lamb. Yeah. So they're all singing this song, or two different songs, really, but at the mm-hmm. same time. And it's a reference to Moses, meaning the Hebrew people. And then you've got the Lamb, the Lamb of God, Jesus, who, whether you like it or not, the Gentiles are Jesus's kingdom. And that is something that we'll get into as well. It's like, 
we, <laughs> the Gentiles, when you read about Hosea and how he has to go and, and he is instructed to go marry the prostitute, mm -hmm. like he is told, go marry the prostitute. Why? Why would I consider a prostitute to be my bride? Well, that's who Jesus' bride is. And, and, and until people really start to get that, and I don't want to take over the show. I don't, I don't want you guys but <laughs> Too late. Yeah. I know, and yeah. I feel like I've been talking for like 10 minutes. I'm like, dude. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and all I did was ask a question about, hey, God, the two witnesses. You, you, I'm sorry, you, man. You, <laughs> you're right. You're right. So <laughs> I, I opened up almost. a whole other can God. of, like... Okay, I like, so I like how you rein yourself in. Yeah, yeah. I did. I was sitting there. I'm like, man, am I the only one on this thing? So, uh, <laughs> just Dix, Dix just thing the on? cameras off to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but okay. Going back to the the two witnesses. Sorry. Yes, um, the Bible says that all men are appointed to die at some point, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the two men that we believe never died was Elijah. And Enoch. Yeah. Okay. Now, the more I, and this is this is a general understanding, I think, right? Like most people believe that they were taken up, like yeah, Elijah and the Elijah in the, in was the chariot, a chariot of fire, right? right. And mm -hmm. then Enoch just was with God, correct? Yeah. And so, yeah, it says something along the lines of like he was, and then <coughs> and all of a sudden he, he was, was not. He, was, yeah. he wasn't. Like, hey, there, well, he's not there anymore. Well, right. I, and and I've made the reference to you know Enoch before because of reading the book of Enoch and and you know grasping all of this book because it's an amazing book but grasping everything he did and spent <clears throat> all that time in heaven with God and all these angels and everything like and then he came back to earth for me it was like he mentally he was probably just like I, I've got I've got nothing God just yeah. had to take him because he had seen the other side so much like that this is he was not in a vision like they, right. God took him there. Uh, and so for me, a lot of that just makes sense that, hey, he was here, and then one day he was not here. And I think that, that that's kind of the way it lays it out, too. It was like he was being taken at different times, and then mm -hmm. other times he was staying for extended, extended amount of times. Yeah, which and, in, in time in heaven, is, right. is a it could have been a lifetime for him. So you, you, you understand that I think a little bit of it for me is, is after reading that book a few times, like, man, there, there's no way this guy came back and was able to really just fleshly just live with all of that knowledge and right. everything he had just learned. And so the more I look into it and we can all look into this, mm -hmm. right, is did Elijah die and did Enoch die? Okay, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because the more I'm studying it, it says that he, they, they were taken into heaven, right? Like, I don't know what that means in the sense that I don't believe anybody's in heaven right now, like in the third heaven with God. You know, there's the first, second heaven. Parallel universe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are they, were they taken by God? Yes, there is no doubt about it. Did God do almost along the same lines of the way that he dealt with Moses? Yeah, and, did he bury <clears throat> Moses' body? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that... In an undisclosed place. That's exactly yeah, right. Okay. So I don't... <clears throat> For all those who are like, like not, that, mm -hmm. do, that don't realize that. It's is, understood, and that was explained that, yeah, God buried him, whatever. Yeah. But with these, God took them, right? Yeah. 
And even with Elijah, it says that he's taken up in his mantle, which is a physical garment, falls, yeah. and Elisha catches it. There's a reference <clears throat> in, in Enoch where the kings of that day are following Enoch. They know he's about to be taken, and they're like trying to stay with him, get as much information. He's been teaching them. He's been, yeah. I mean, these are disciples, right? And they know and they follow him and they're begging him not to leave, right? Like they need him. And, and the, if you f- follow Enoch, you realize that at some point the, the mantle of teaching falls to Methuselah and to, to Noah yeah. to, to continue to teach. But at a certain point, even Noah says, I have to flee from my life with my family because I think these, these people will, are, they're, they're, they're angry hurt. at yeah. me now, yeah. what I'm teaching, to the point they want to kill me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's uh, jo- Josephus writes that. And so if you, if you reference that, you'll realize that, um, man, I've got multiple books going on in my head right now. <laughs> it's, but, it's spinning up there. It is, but <laughs> at the same time, you, you realize that I think it's in uh, the book of Jasher where um, God says that he starts to take the righteous off the earth, you know. Um, and, and so all these men are being taken off when God knows that he's about to uh, bring judgment. Mm-hmm. So Billy Graham, Ravi Zacharias. Ravi. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got a lot of, um, and, I, and I'm, yeah. we've talked about, like, there's other the men la- that we... The lack of leadership during this time that was missing. It's going to have to be the younger generation now rising yeah. up yeah. And, and really being strong during this time. I yeah. think it's going to be... A different type of church. We've talked about that. Yeah. A different type of uh, a group coming together. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So oh. we've got twenty twenty nine. So you're thinking the two witnesses yeah. so are go going to, to be Enoch and Elijah? Which I mean, if, I mean, if I were I would, to guess, do you disagree it's because with that? I don't disagree with that. Okay. I mean, I, that's why I wanted him to bring it because he never to told sure me who he agree. was, who he was thinking. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all because I mean, I've always heard it was probably Moses and Elijah. Yeah. That's what we were really kind of always taught because of the lampstands and, and the olive branches. Um, but, I, I mean, I would not, you know, by all means, I wouldn't argue with that mm-hmm. because of knowing how he said that, you know, they're not in the, you know, the heaven. Yeah. They're in the heavens. But if they but never also, died, if they never died then this. they're able to. They're come. all appoint. Every, every man is appointed to die. Yeah. So and, the two and it does witnesses say do the two, die, they, but they that, die for three and a half days. Yeah, yeah they're dead but, for and three is, and a half. Yeah, right. But is that a prerequisite for them to be the witnesses that they must not have died? In, I don't know. And, and, and that's what I'm saying because it just when doesn't Jesus tell us was on enough. earth, and then the uh, <laughs> was it the the cloud comes down, and it's Moses and Elijah. It's, it's Moses vision, and Elijah. It's, it's Moses. a vision of them. It's right, the, but they both they both that's still come the down in the, the transfiggeration. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cloud of transfiguration. That was Moses and Elijah. Could yeah. it be? The, and them that's too? and that's why. Oh, that, absolutely. That's yeah. why you know most people think it was going to be them. But I mm-hmm. I would I mean I like his argument with Elijah and Enoch never saw death. Yeah. So to come, and they back, will be resurrected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in three but days, they, but they like, will die. And then they get resurrected after three and a half days, mm-hmm. and they're you know so Very interesting. I, yeah, that is an interesting point. So, all right, so are we wanting to get on to twenty thirty one thirty three, or are we wanted yeah. to jump to okay? Well, I mean, because yeah, we referenced the the bowl judgment. Now look, uh, we'll probably end up going back, I would say here in a couple of weeks and start 
kind of really breaking down Revelation yeah. and all of these things, like the seals and the trumpets and the right. bold judgments. We'll, we'll break all these down further. What we're trying to do right now is just go through a more of an open timeline. Um, so don't think that, hey, we're just kind of passing these things over with no explanation. We will get to them in, in a future mm-hmm. show. So, mm-hmm. But tonight we really wanted to get through the timeline as it's whole. That way it's, it's done, and you can kind of go through the last three shows and kind of piece them all together. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, 2031 to 2033, uh, second coming of Christ, we kind of get into a little bit uh, about being in that kind of falling in that timeline Mm -hmm. because of everything that would have happened up to then, which would have fulfilled Daniel's, uh, what would that, 2300 days or whatever, uh, which the last 1290 would have been a great tribulation. Right. Um, So that would have fulfilled those times, which, you know, would have... Uh, you'd have Armageddon, you know, at that time, along with the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. <clears throat> so the second coming of Christ has been um, apparently something that has been argued. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like the lean back. Yeah, it's because Here I, it comes. Oh, you know, it's, <laughs> how am I going to break this to you? Christ, <laughs> the second coming of Christ was was what Jesus spoke of during his his time here, that I am coming back, mm-hmm. right? And many people try to separate these events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day of judgment, the day of God's wrath, right? Uh, in, in fact, even there's people that try to separate, which, like I said, I, 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 I might get a little irritated <laughs> even talking about this, but... Um, the day of the Lord and the day of Christ, they try to separate that as two different days. Yeah. Um, a lot of strange and like I, I you know, they, they have to create to do these acrobatic ways of, of working through these scriptures mm-hmm. for these scriptures to work for them. Um, rather than taking the scripture for what it says, I mean, uh, Christ himself said after this, meaning the tribulation, Certain things would happen. Basically, the bowls would be poured out, and then yep. um, I'm going to send my angels to gather my people. Mm-hmm. The thing that <clears throat> you will find when it comes to this argument is that the Bible, uh, it's its extremely disturbing to me because we, we reference, and I don't know if I, I put anything on there for the, the reference of saints and the elect, but it is the same word used throughout the the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what, and it's funny how it doesn't distinguish. Between it doesn't the two. distinguish between two different mm-hmm. people. Now yeah. there are s- scriptures where it will say our brethren, mm-hmm. right? Meaning, and we we get that the Jewish yeah. culture, and 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 it's talking about that. But <clears throat> in Romans, you know, he's talking strictly to the Roman people, and he's saying, you know, I was I'm a Jew, I'm I'm an Israeli, I'm an Israelite, I'm this. But I have been sent to you, yeah. right? And so, when you really start putting that together, I think that you see mm-hmm. tribulation saints or or whatever you want to call them, even the elect. They'll say, and it's funny if it's a good thing, if it's a promise, if it's something you know worth having, they'll say, "Hey, that's us. That's <laughs> that's the body of Christ. I know, we that's only the want the good Christ. things. We right. don't want the great tribulation. We don't no. want no nothing to do with them bowls. <laughs> we don't." Yeah. <laughs> No, and, I'm and, with you. Yeah, and yeah. so when you when you start looking and 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 they really they do they circle particular 
portions. Mm. And it's, yeah. you know, I don't know if I have the scriptures on there. You want to... Uh, Where are we see. jumping to? Let me see if I've got it here. Um, <clears throat> but he talks about... Um, I have to get used to using yours. Um, <laughs> uh, I may not have put it in there. Anyways, it's talking. It's in Revelation. Do you have anything in Revelation? Oh, I got stuff in Revelation, baby. Okay, bear let's with start. us, folks. Yeah, let's what is start it? there. Revelation what? Uh, it should be nine um, fourteen. I've got. You have ten and seven. Speak of the devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, but um. Is, is that the one that in the days, the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall so. begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished as he declared to his saints, the prophets? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So I don't know if you have those. Come on, man. Anyways, we're having technical difficulties, which is <laughs> I'm not having um, technical difficulties. Someone, yeah, son <laughs> of a gun. I'm going to skip right through. Hey, yeah, thank you, Dick, for closing me out. I, I appreciate it because okay. I needed that. Okay, now you can open it back up. Um, but I, I did want to get to something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I wanted to get to something. So if go ahead, if we'll take a break from the Brandon mm-hmm. Bass show, um, <laughs> you just let me know when you, you want me to go cut right in. ahead. Yep. Well, I forgot what I was going to say. So get to the oh, Revelation Lord. ten seven. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, but hey. in in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, and we all know that this is a reference to the trumpets, okay? Um, I didn't put the other scriptures on there, but this is the seventh trumpet, okay? When he begins to sound, um, the mystery of God should be finished, right? And so we were having a conversation Mm -hmm. about what is the mystery of God? What is it? You know, and and it's referenced, Paul references it constantly, like, so that you will understand Mm -hmm. the mystery of what it is. And it's a hidden truth. It's like... <clears throat> the resurrection is the hidden truth. Mm-hmm. And we were I was asking that tonight about, you know, did God send Jesus to hell? Like, it says that all of the sin, all the transgressions, all of the iniquity was applied to him. He died on the cross because of that, right? What is the punishment? Where did he go? We all know that he went to hell. Yeah. That's understood. He got he got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Which, yeah. when you start reading Revelation, you realize that these are these are areas actual, holding actual, like yeah. holding places. But at the same time, <clears throat> there are angels that oversee these areas. Yes, and he says, "I throw death and hell mm-hmm. into the bottomless pit." And so when you realize that, that yeah. they're not just places, they're not just places, yep. right? And so that that was something that I wanted to say. I'll, I'll back off. I'll let you guys Ooh, chime no, in. No, don't get um, up. Don't get Don't all. do it now, man. We're, <laughs> you're, you're on a roll. That's kind of kind of like me last week talking about AI and and quantum theory and quantum mechanics. Like, hey, I, you're right. In, I did want to right I, in your element. I want to throw this out there, and we can discuss it later. Yeah. But. The past 2,000 years, Jesus is supposed to be coming back. Mm, yep. Yes. People have been mm-hmm. saying, well, he's right. coming back. Even the even the But that's the imminency the type uh, right. so gospel, like which to, is not I, true. But I would like to touch on that yeah. mm-hmm. at some point in time. Sure. I mean, imminency is something that, man, we, we were raised in. Yes. I mean, we, yeah. we know that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, which is why the Bible didn't make a lot of sense to me growing up. Because what, what I would read and study would be like, well, man, it does, it says that, all these things have to happen before right. this other thing happened. But we were taught that, oh, God could come back at any day. And, 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 and I'm like, but that's not what the Bible says. You know, the Bible says clearly when that's going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and to me, breaking it down 
you know, yeah. like we said, just taking the Bible for what it meant mm-hmm. and, and, and what it said has always worked out for me. <laughs> like I, I, I've really like, come to learn, like all these people talking about. I, I heard one guy breaking down the the twenty three hundred days of, of Daniel, and he he lost me about halfway through, and it was so deep. Yeah, I couldn't even keep up with it. I'm like, how are you? Like I know this stuff pretty well, mm-hmm. and I can't even listen to mm-hmm. you. And he had the the twenty three hundred days back in. 500 AD, and I'm like, what are you even talking about? Like, you're steering people so far in the wrong direction because We're... Daniel clearly asked one question, like, hey, when that guy sits down and calls himself God in the third temple, how many days are left? And this mm-hmm. guy wanted to say, well, oh, well, that, that already happened. And, right. and it's like, what are you talking? And, and so literally taking the Bible at its word because, let's face it, I mean, it, this the the Bible was meant for the foolish. <laughs> I'm one of the foolish. Like I literally am not that deep. Yeah. I just really take stuff at at face value. It says, look, this is what Jesus said. Matthew 24. Mm-hmm. Really, always. That's. I mean, that was Jesus's words for what the the end would look like, what had to happen, and when he was going to return. And I'm like, that's Jesus's words. How about I just start with that? Make that my foundation. Yeah. Of the end. Because. I don't want to throw this off, um, but would that be classified as a person who thinks that we're, well, it wouldn't make sense if that guy thought that, but that there are people who think we're already in the millennial mm-hmm. reign. Correct. Mm-hmm. Would that be that and guy? I'm, but I'm, that would be like post. And I know, I, I know, I know like, some people like that. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't understand even how to, mm-hmm. again, how to, um, not even argue with those people, but just kind of have a conversation about, well, look, I mean, all yeah. these things have, have not had, we haven't had a third temple. Yeah. And I and, think, and, and we, we <clears throat> haven't had all of these things come to pass. And so when you're, when you're putting things on a list mm-hmm. and you're crossing things off on a list of things to happen to those me, things that's, have to be crossed they off. have to be crossed off yeah. and, and, and they haven't been crossed off. And he mm-hmm. actually said, you know, these things have to happen, so don't worry about it being the end. Correct. It's not. But when it's he not. says, behold, I come quickly, mm-hmm. let's do a little uh, miniature timeline. Jesus dies. When does John have the the experience of writing the book? Of I want to say it's about 50 A.D. So that's... 40 to 50 A.D. is like when that... and then 15 years after Jesus' death? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have um, Paul the Apostle... How like how that's is that, is like, so how that's like seventy eighty A.D. and then even you know some of them have been dated back even further than that like maybe a hundred A.D. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so he's a generation removed more or less yeah. from from Jesus Christ. Correct? Well, Paul, Paul was in the generation of, of Jesus Peter and, because he was with the disciples. So but I'm was saying the letters scene. weren't established until like I said okay, between okay, seventy yeah. and a hundred A.D. Correct. So you've got. The apostles believing in the, I assume, the immediacy of Jesus' return, right? Mm -hmm. Imminency Mm -hmm. of his return because John hasn't written the book of Revelation yet. And they don't know that all of these things have to come to pass, correct? Well, you've you've made that that? statement where where they see him ascending. (laughs) And the angel has to come down and go, hey, guys. Go live your life because they, yeah they must have thought he was coming right back like uh, <laughs> they, they stood there on the mountain they did whatever yeah. transfiguration they they're, they're like hey he's coming back he's coming back like the angel had to come back and tell them like no go live your life you're and 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 go and because 
there, there was where God was sending yeah. the Holy Spirit to lead them. Do you think that them. a lot of times people have this understanding or this conception that Jesus is about to come back because a certain thing has taken place or is taking place? Let's reference um, the, the the great Roman persecution. Yeah. I'm sure maybe people yeah. are like, this has got to be the end. Correct. Yeah. And then you also, let's go modern era, World War II. Sure. And people are like, look at these guys, you know, showing yeah. up in Germany and all this stuff. Like, this has got to yeah. be the Persecuting end. Persecuting all people, the Jews you know? and everything. But then yeah. you have people who are, you know, are like, it's 1988, relative peace. I mean, obviously you got yeah. the Cold War coming to an end, but like night. 88 reasons why Jesus is coming back in 1988, <laughs> yeah. 89 reasons yeah. why Jesus is coming back in 1989, yeah. you know? And so it's like 92, eventually... I think there was another one written, yeah. Eventually you're like, give me a break, you well, know? Well, I, th- I think that has a lot to do with what you just said right there. Give me a break. I don't want to hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's where the church got to. Right. Which is what welcomed in this kind of prosperity gospel mm-hmm. because people got really got tired of hearing that... Jesus was coming back, and you had to be on your toes, and you had, you had to constantly live in this state of flux, mm-hmm. so to speak, instead of preaching kind of like this, of like, hey, here's, you know, here's a, a timeline. Here's things that we, we need to, you know, things that have to happen. That doesn't mean you live your life any differently because you want to stay ready yeah. uh, all your life. You want to be, you know, righteous and, and try to do as good as you can and, and make sure that, hey, look, I'm, I, I, this is what God called me to do in my life, but... Um, but that's where the church, you know, ended up getting to. They, mm-hmm. they they wanted to stop hearing all that. Do you have Second Peter three? <clears throat> if you do, um, pull that up, and then this is something. So I would say this: if you really want to understand the rapture, number one, you need to get rid of everything that you know about the rapture. No, I never did Second Peter three. Okay, never so I'm, I'll read it. But <clears throat> what I would say is, if if you're going to try to understand the rapture you you will not find the rapture you will not find a secret removal of, of the, the church, church. It, it's not there yeah um and even the very scriptures that they use to to sit there and try to conjure up a a, a secret removal you can you can see types and shadows no yeah. doubt about it i mean if we believe that Elijah was removed right off of the earth. If we know that Enoch was removed, we know that there is a rapture. We mm-hmm. saw Christ ascending, you know, into yeah. heaven. There, there's some images that you can see where there is a rapturing up. Okay, mm-hmm. the the thing that was understood in Hosea six and two. I know I've got that one on there for you, but and we'll read that one. That is something that the the Jewish people <clears throat> they've understood that there was going to be a resurrection, yeah. and and they always referenced it to that day. Right, they all know of the day of resurrection. Correct, it is understood all throughout the Old Testament. We can find that, mm-hmm. and it says, Hosea six and two. Um, After two days, will he revive us? In the third day, he will raise us up, and we shall live in his sight. Um, did you get that one? No, I didn't get that one either. All right, you this did a real from, good job. No, I was going off of what you said. Uh, <laughs> of the slides that I made, what, a week ago? Yeah, well, these things have been sitting in there a week. Um, yeah. So here's another one. Thanks that, for the uh, yeah. update. <laughs> <laughs> here's another one that um, well, I was I, just saying, Second Peter 3 and 3. Knowing this first, 
that there shall come in the last days scoffers, right? Yeah. Walking after their own lusts and desires and saying, where is the promise of his coming? And, and that's what's going to happen. Exactly. Because these things are, all of these things, this hell on earth is coming. And you've got the majority, I'd say the majority of the Western civilization church, which we would call Western civilization, which still expands past America and everything. Correct. But, but uh, Western type civilization that believes in, hey, before things get bad, we're out of here anyway. I mean, I've had people like tell me in the last few weeks that they've even tried to talk with some people at their church like, oh, well, why are you even worried about that? Like, you're going to be gone anyway. That's what's going to happen to the church. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to be sitting here going through these things, and people beside them go, oh, where is your God now? Yeah. And that is what we're going to be up against, which is your the great falling away. You know, people are going to fall away because they're going to be like, oh, well, God just abandoned us. Right. And that's considered the great divorce, really. Yeah. It's considered that falling away is the bride, literally the bride of Christ, divorcing at that time. Mm-hmm. And so they will be a part of the bride of Christ, but they're going to be left, and they're going to see these things. And then then these people will say, why are you still here? Yeah. You should have been gone. You should have, you should have left. And um, 2 Timothy 4 and 3, I don't know if you have that one, but it says, <clears throat> 2 Timothy 4 and 3 through 4. These were all written up. I'm sorry, man, if you didn't get them. Um, uh, for, listen to this. This is, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Okay, so this is, despite the fact of what all the scriptures say, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The sound doctrine, meaning the scriptures that everything is established upon, mm-hmm. people will literally, with itching ears, right? It says, but after their own lust, heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall turn to fables, right? Mm-hmm. These little, these really cute ideas, man, mm-hmm. that... Well, and yeah, the, it comes with along with the daily devotions right now. <laughs> I mean, that's I you were making I mean, mention it, of that. Just yeah, now. I mean, it's it, it's like there's no study time involved in one scripture, mm-hmm. and there's no context in one scripture. Scripture was based on knowing context. Context mm-hmm. is a really big deal uh, in the Bible. Yeah, not just a single scripture. Like, hey, I did my my duty today. I read one scripture and spent ten minutes, you know, on on, on something. It's like, no, this is a lifestyle. This is a burying yourself into the Word of God because that's where truth is is involved. Yeah. So, like you said, like, well, what was the scripture about the scoffers and, and giving them uh, uh, to uh, uh, itching ears? Like mm-hmm. they only want to hear what they want to hear. So that's how you end up like, oh, well, I don't really like this church. I like this church over here because this pastor kind of preaches like like the way I want to I want to hear. It's that s- sort of thing. It's like right. sometimes you, you should probably think about sitting under a pastor that really kind of makes you squirm in your seat. Yeah. Because that means it, it's kind of your well, spirit's like, oh, man, I really should kind of maybe look into that yeah. and look into the mirror a little bit and see if I have an issue well, it goes with what back he's to talking about. Brandon said, I think, like, episode one, or the milk and cookies. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like the milk and cookie Christianity. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you're going to be... You're, we've got a lot of soft Christians, mm-hmm. and I've, I've oh, made reference to this soft, a lot. Of like, I've seen stuff on, on social media, people yeah. that I know who... Yeah are good Christian people, but it's like, they're saying they're right. They're writing stuff. So you got to think about it to write it down and they're writing it and then they're posting it. And it's like, uh, no, 
Yeah. Not at all. Right. And, and the whole point about being a disciple, it comes from discipline. Mm-hmm. Like when you, yeah. if you say you want to be a disciple, it means you're willing to be disciplined. The, the followers of Christ yeah. were disciplined all the time through Jesus. Like yeah. there was to- constant correction, right? Yeah, constant. And he would, he would say it. You don't even know what manner of spirit you're speaking of. The mm-hmm. things that you're saying, the things yeah. that you're coming up with, you have no idea. The deception that has worked its way into the church, and I get it. You yeah, get it. I, I get mean, it. Yeah. it's these teachers who really don't care. I mean, ever since they came up with the clicker, right, and the guys <laughs> walking around trying to find out how many people are in, in, in service today, mm. um, they changed. <laughs> They changed. <laughs> Tried to hold it back. <laughs> they I just changed it. Guy like, hey, yeah, goes, I mean, I hey. sit there and he'd walk by me. What did you count me twice? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I you but know, the, since the numbers matter so much today, yeah, then then yeah. you don't get the you're, truth. Well, you're, the not, you're, not, where, you're not looked at it as successful without numbers, and and it is a tough, tough situation for the church in America right now. I mean, it. it because of the coming flood, because yeah. of the coming situation. Like, I mean, uh, we talk about the rapture, you know, and, and the second coming of Christ. Like, going back to Matthew 24... Well, we like, do have that one, I know. Yeah, like, Let's God, get that one up. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, Matthew 24 and 13. Like, what, what was Jesus' words about, you know, like, uh, like, just talking to us as a church? Yeah. Was, uh, you know, he that shall endure unto the end... Man, I mean, that that was my one scripture that told me, man, hey, there's no easy way out. Yeah. There, it, he didn't stop and say, oh, man, don't worry about the end because you're going to be gone anyway. You're not going to see any of this. He said, mm-hmm. no, but he that shall endure unto the end shall the same be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall be the end. Yes. I mean, he breaks it down in his own words clearly. And dude, if you read, I want to say it's the sixth trumpet, but it's it's talking about the angel that is flying, preaching the everlasting gospel. Which right? is a very different gospel. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> that's the, another concerning thing. <laughs> but... Yeah, because it says if, if you preach any other gospel, if any if I or an angel yep. preach any other Hello. gospel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it references an angel. Yes. Yeah, let him be accursed. Yeah. So it tells you that this is the same gospel, but then it talks about another angel that goes about and he's warning. He's yeah. warning everybody. Yep. If you take the mark of the beast, if you do these things, you will basically drink from the cup. Yeah of what the beast is going to drink from. So he's there's another angel, it's the third angel I believe that's out there warning of this part and then yeah. there's and so you see that there is a time period. I don't know angel means messenger, man. Like yeah. it, it it's it may not be a particular okay, it, but it is an obvious messenger. But it's I don't a, know the what Bible avenue tells that you comes that this this warning is coming. Yes. Because of the things that are happening and and, he, and he's telling people before yeah. the the mark of the beast Correct. is set forth. It's it's a warning. So all of these things are preceded by God saying, "Hey, watch these things. Be ready for these things because it's you know like he's constantly trying to get people to not go down that road, mm-hmm. even in the end, e- even during those times." So you've got Matthew twenty four, and then you also have Paul. Who and and do you think that? 
people may make a direct correlation between this scripture where Jesus is saying, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved, and Paul saying, I have run the race. Mm. I have fought the good fight. Do you think people I mean, make the co- the direct maybe, correlation? Maybe, but Jesus was was asked a question by the disciples. What 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 will the end look like? And exactly, and I think that they weren't asking. We need what, to point what, that what, out. It's like our end. The context. The, the context is the disciples. Like yeah. like w- when Daniel talks about, he asked the angel a specific question. Mm-hmm. After that guy sits in the seat and calls himself God, how mm-hmm. many more days are left? So and the angel specifically yeah. answers that question. He doesn't go off and into a theological meltdown talking about, oh, in the 580, he answers the question Mm -hmm. from that time to the end is 1,290 days. And blessed are those that last another 35 days. Yeah. Or 42. What? what, 45? 45. Sorry, Mm -hmm. 45 days. So, I mean... Trump. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And so who who lasts another 45 days after those 1,290 days? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's two different periods there that the angel's like, yeah, yeah, till the end is here. But blessed are those that make it even further yeah. to right here, and that kind of gives you a breakdown of what we talk about when when Jesus is coming in the in the air. Yes, and the and the armies are gathering at Armageddon. You, the the armies don't just show up in one day. Right, yeah. like this is this is a meaningful. They know they're going to battle with Jesus Christ yeah. Himself because everybody sees Him coming. Yeah. And, and Christians even don't like to talk about that. They're like, oh, well, you know, you're, he's supposed to catch people off guard. I'm like... Yeah, that's some that, bizarre That's stuff. a That's yeah. a bizarre thing to say. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, it, it's like, why talk about a... Because that's like an unloving Doctrine of God. devils right there. Correct. Like, it's that like, would it's be like, like a sneaky like, God. Yeah, like, yeah sneaky. Like, never, he, like, people aren't supposed to know yeah. he's coming. You're like... He, yeah, he tells you. He tells you that he's... A huge star right. when he was born. He had the angels showing up saying, yeah. hey... You know, and all the stars aligned to mm-hmm. say, hey, I here I am, and, and but you the, ignored it. Right. Yeah, but there was some people that knew. And we're the in danger of in. ignoring this one. Oh, extreme danger. Because yeah. it's... And I do wonder if, like, when Armageddon takes place, I'm going to have a hard time with this one. <laughs> if when Armageddon takes mm-hmm. place, <laughs> if Def Leppard is going to be <laughs> playing Armageddon. <laughs> uh, D- Dick, can we just... <laughs> Go ahead and, and kill that part of the show. You're right welcome. There. Gosh. Yeah. I struggled with that one. I apologize. And yet, you still got it out. <laughs> so I want to read. I don't know if you have these, but I'm going to... 1 Thessalonians 4 and 15. Do you I have that one? I have that one. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So this one goes back to what you're talking about, where <clears throat> enduring to the end, yeah. right? And this is another one that they use God. as a, a, a rapture-type um, reference, mm-hmm. and it says... Uh, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain. Okay, so alive and remain. These are people that are still here on earth. After what? Right? Like I've always said that. Alive and remain after what? Yeah. Unto the coming been... of the Lord. Yeah. Right? And and all throughout, I mean, people will say, <clears throat> people will say, Jesus was speaking to the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, right? Why is he preaching all of this stuff about the day of the Lord, right, and the coming of the Lord, and that day, which is referenced all throughout the Old Testament, that day, why is he preaching this to them if it has nothing to do with them? Correct. Right? So, for we say unto you that we which are alive and remain, and then if you go and you actually break that alive and remain, it means, (laughs) remain means survive. Survive. (laughs) It literally means... 
those that are still breathing and survived, what? Unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or proceed, which means you're not going to be taken up before those that are that asleep. Are asleep. Yep. Because if you read, this is verse 15, if you read above it, he's referencing these people who are concerned about the dead in Christ. They're like, man, mm-hmm. what, what, what what's going to happen with yeah. these people? Yeah. And he's saying, don't worry about that stuff. We, which are alive and remain, we will not be caught up before these people are, mm-hmm. you know, and that's have been resurrected. Because it, it says, that, you know, those dead in Christ shall rise first. Exactly. And so when you start to look at this, you say, and, and the thing that would tie into this is in Revelation, I think it's nine, I'm not 100% positive on, on mine, but where it's talking about the first resurrection. And you understand what the first resurrection is. It is for the believers. Those that are not believers, those will be in the second resurrection. So the Bible references Which a first resurrection. The day and a, of judgment? <clears throat> yes. So basically after, after the, the thousand, thousand years. years. Right. Correct. So the Bible references a first resurrection and a, and second, a second resurrection. Resurrect. Christ is the first fruit of the resurrection, which if you realize what the harvest was, is that the harvest, you always took a portion of it and you gave it to God, mm-hmm. right? And then the actual harvest, you harvest everything and you keep for yourself. Yes. The, the resurrection that Martha... Referenced is that the one post millennial? Re- no, what is that one? No, she's referencing the the re- the resurrection or the the raising up that that has been taught by all the prophets. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible. Psalms, David would yeah. would reference that. Hosea, that's six and two, where it's talking about on the third day he'll raise us up. They understood that there that they would die and they would be risen. I mean, even the Book of Enoch talks about that. Like. The, the day of judgment, all of these things. And there was always a, you know, for the Bible too, always talked about a first death and a second death. That's what Jesus said. Hey, don't worry about the person that can kill your flesh. Worry Correct. about the person that can kill your soul. Correct. Right. The second death has to do with your soul. The first death is your flesh. Yes. And so the same with the first resurrection is, is to those believers. The second resurrection is for everybody else. Absolutely. And so that's uh, 4 and 15. It says, which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, which we will not precede those that are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God. The funny thing is, is that this reference here about the trump, right? The last trump sounding, uh, Christ returning in the clouds. All of these things, it's all throughout the New Testament, like these mm-hmm. same references, mm-hmm. you know. Now, granted, there may be a few things here or there that's different, and that's what people do, is they sit there and say, well, it's not identical. Well, if you want it identical, why do you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Why yeah. don't just rip out Matthew, Mark, and Luke and just read whatever? And so they don't want different perspectives because it it causes them to have to think and say, you know what? <clears throat> The rapture is um, is a a secret, right? Mm-hmm. Which which everybody talks about a mystery or a hidden secret, right? But it's a it's a it's a concept that is escapism at best. Meaning, we were just talking about history. What about Mao? That guy killed seventy million uh, of his millions, own people, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, we we know the. I mean, 
in Hitler's time where you're getting thrown in ovens and stuff, you're going to tell me and being yeah. starved to death, and I, we haven't gotten to Corey Timbo, and we might want to get I, to I, that I, next. I think I think you just hit on a point that <clears throat> yeah, we, we need to get to the segue. Corey Timbo. But I mean, I don't know if this if that story's in there about it. But I think there's something similar with the fleas. Yeah. Okay. And so you know, Corey Timboom. But you can bring you, up your point if anyways. you don't know who Corey Timboom is. She wrote uh, the Hiding Place. Uh, really great book about the Jewish uh, persecution uh, from Hitler. Um, and, uh, yeah, there she is. Um, I, she's I, a Holocaust survivor. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sister died in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and the thing that, that probably is, you know, you're sitting there and you're experiencing this for years and years, and I think <laughs> I don't want to be off base you probably know history better but is it close to three four years that these people dealt with the holocaust i mean it almost falls in line with the timing to 40 45 i thought or you talked about when did it end yeah Yeah. well Well, it ended in 45 because that's when they were liberating all that's what i'm saying it falls in line almost with the timing of the tribulation that you've got to be sitting there thinking this is it this is it i'm you you're being starved you're being beaten, everything else that you can think of. How's that not the great tribulation? Yeah. Right. And the, the thing is, is that you have to realize that it's a God is saying all of these things are going to happen at one time. Mm-hmm. These things at their own time happen. Yeah. Famine, starvation, yeah. killing. Like, I mean, all these things happen. And yet he still breaks down this time of uh, the tribulation in the end of saying this time will be like no other time right. on earth. That's so you're right. talking about Mao and Hitler and all these things. What's coming is so far worse, which is why we're trying to wake up people to say, look, you, spiritually being ready for the attacks that are coming, the, the deceptions that are coming, to have a sound mind and in, in bearing yourself in the Word of God, say, I know what I believe, and that'll never change for anything or anybody yeah, uh, th- this is an important time to have that foundation underneath you, mm-hmm. not just a daily devotional mindset. People, this is we want you to uh, d- to be discipled by the Bible. Yeah, you know, like get in it, learn it, know it to where like, hey, even us, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, I, I can't quote scripture, but I know scripture. Yeah, like I, I can tell you where to find things and where to go. But yeah. I can, I'm horrible with like numbers, you know, like Pastor Greg, dude, <laughs> can <laughs> just spit. Oh, I know exactly where I was at. I'm not that way, yeah, I yeah. but I know. I can sc- find it with Google. Yeah, yes, or, but exactly. I know it's in there. You and, know and, it's in there. I know and, the and, phrase, but yeah. because it's in my heart, right? Yeah. And it's that's not where just it's here. To be. It's right here. I know it, and, and it's there. And, and that's where we want all of our listeners to get to. And, yeah. and believe me, you got questions. You keep throwing the questions at us, and and you need help. Well, man, we're glad to email you back. You got to get there. Got to get there. You got to yeah. get there uh, because this stuff is important. There is a combination of what. Brandon mentioned is escapism within the church mm-hmm. and fatalism within the church. I mm-hmm. think there's a combination of the two where we believe in the rapture before the tribulation, yeah. which is escapism. And we believe that all things must come to an end. So yeah. why, why resist sure. the wickedness, yeah. which is fatalism? Yeah. yeah. And the combination of the two is is oh, it's detriment to what we're even trying so, to accomplish. Yeah, it's I mean, so it, deadly. Yes, and so, like from my heart, like people, please, freaking wake up! <laughs> like 
Amen. And it's like, <laughs> we've got this, we have this great country, and I'm going to go on in just a couple of minutes, if you don't mind. <laughs> we've got this great country that was built on Christian principles, and there's this, this constant undermining of what America is, what it's all about, and it's... And, there's this ongoing narrative that this country is based on wickedness. It's based on hatred and all this stuff. So, yeah. And there's a constant undermining of we've got to get rid of the Constitution. We've got to get rid of the ideas of liberty and things like that. And we need the government to come and protect us to save us. Mm. Big government. This, everything that is that you're hearing right now has been said before, especially like you've got plenty of, you know, stuff that you can go through over the past century. Just about every country has experienced this. Some of them pushed back on it. And for for people in certain states, i.e. California, mm -hmm. to think that, well, this is, you know... To think that this is about the pandemic, I'm about to lose it. <laughs> to think that this is about the pandemic and it's about protecting you and to protect your family, you're freaking out of your mind, mm -hmm. okay? You've been deceived to think that tyrants and people who are obsessed with power have your best interest in mind. It's a lie. Yep. Wake up, understand what these people are actually going for. It's human nature. It's mankind. We reference Mao. We reference Stalin. We reference like yeah. their hearts were wicked. Guess what? You've got people in places in this country who whose hearts are just as wicked, if not more wicked. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Please wake up and understand that if you have this mentality that it's going to blow over, <laughs> you'll be blown over. Yeah, and just that's a great example. that's a great yeah. point yeah. in the sense that. When we talk about rapture, and then we talk about people that are studying pre-trib, post-trib, whatever, right? <clears throat> it's about preparation, spiritual preparation. Spiritually, yeah. If you're not prepared to endure yeah. the worst times ever known to man, you know, what, what do you think is going to happen? Mm -hmm. If you, you and know, there's someone away. that ref asked, you know, yeah. about our kids and stuff, and, you know, if, if you've got the option to feed your kid or not feed your kid, what do you do? Yeah. And it goes back to, it doesn't matter. Forget the, the beast system. Forget any of this stuff, right? We know people, uh, at least I've heard the stories of people, and, and I, understandably so, who prostituted themselves because that was the only way they could make money to feed their children. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? I can't comprehend it. Yeah. I don't understand it. But within their self, within their system, whatever country it was that they were in, they, they lowered themselves so that they could feed their children. And they say that that is why I did it. Yeah. I can't comprehend that. But at a certain point it says though, you, you will be given this option. Do you eat or do you not eat? Correct. Okay. Um, I do truly believe like there's so much scripture that says, I will hide you in my secret place. Yeah. Right. And during the day of trouble, during that day of trouble, um, there's scripture where Paul is telling you, you know, prepare yourself for in that evil day, yeah. you will be able to stand. Yeah. Like, and don't worry about words. Exactly. Because uh, I'll give them to you. And I, um, I don't want it to come across like we're giving, we are giving out hope, but we're also, we got to be practical. We're not giving out false hope. Correct. When, this is when the hiding place shows up, yeah. that may mean you die. Yeah. 
But it means well, he or, says, or, or, or he like says Corey that if you, I mean, like Corey Timboom yeah. talk, she talks about that hiding place. Yeah, but, but she was means, right. She was right in the middle of that persecution. Yeah. But it means your spirit, your spirit, will be your, in that hiding your place. Your soul is is hidden and protected. Yeah. God, God doesn't care about your flesh. Yeah. He cares about your soul. Yeah. Your soul is what is what is eternal. Like that's what He's constantly trying to tell us throughout the Bible. Don't worry about. Your flesh. And it comes down to what Jesus said. Like in this instance, what we're talking about is Jesus saying, You who who lose your life for my sake will will find it. Yep. And that's what it comes down to. It's like don't hold on to, to this. Yeah. Th- to to what you see around you. Yeah. This must pass away. It has to go away. Yeah. Dude, you were talking to people who spend a tremendous amount of money on Man, manicures, pedicures, enhancements, beautifying, comfort. You're talking to people who <clears throat> the concept of trouble, period. You know, you get a blowout on your tire and you're ready to curse God. Yeah. Uh, curse God and die. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean, you really yeah, are talking about people that... Within yeah. our society, we are a part of this. We we yep. we have our moments. If we're in traffic, we got to get somewhere. Like these moments where it is our mm-hmm. our Be- day of tribulation because <laughs> it our, is our, our persecution because our right? flesh is constantly wanting to take over how you feel, how yes. you react, what determines you know pain, what determines tribulation. And I think that that it, it in order to get to the great falling away, it yeah. had to get here to where like oh. you said inconvenience yeah. is our number one enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we live in America, we well we live in a, a almost a global society because yeah. there's a lot of countries like us with technology to where everything has been created to make sure that our our life is as easy as possible. Correct. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. no. but it is a it, it does have some negative repercussions, yeah. which means that our ability to resist yeah. or our ability to endure oh, is just less and less and, and, and less. Our, our endurance level is shot. Yeah. Right. We have no endurance level. It's basically non-existent. Yeah. And so we have no practice in endurance. Yeah. You know, right? And people, well, because people our, are I always mean, like, man, I don't know how they made it with the Great Depression and World War II. It's like, well, life wasn't as easy as it well, is now. We yeah. talk about friends that we have that are missionaries, and they've they've oh, experienced yeah. things and they've yeah. done things, and and they're like giants in our eyes. Right? Yeah, they like, are. We're yeah. just like amazed by their yeah. stories, and, yes. and we're just we we get together and we laugh. We're like, dude, there's no telling what they've seen, what they've dealt yeah. with, and here we are, right? Yeah. Like within our and and we're blessed. Yeah. Like I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter if, if we hit. You know, some rough patches. You, you go without a job for a little bit, whatever, yeah. right? Some rough. But we're, we're top we're tier so, civilization. Yeah, we're so like blessed. Yeah. We don't even know what it what it is. And so, <clears throat> when I when I hear these things about trials that are going to come, and and, that, and and trials are literally just a lead into tribulation. Mm-hmm. God is allowing you to to suffer these trials. It's called a testing. So to but see how builds, you're going to build exactly, endurance. That's exactly right. Jesus was always. He was always preaching endurance. That's why Matthew 24, it, those endure to the end. Yeah. It's, he's like, man, not escape halfway through. So you may yeah. want to start, like, 
going camping everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So going you, without some AC once in a while. Yeah. I mean, grocery stores are three days full of food, and that's it. I mean, it. Yeah. You know, we, we we try to tell people just be prepared for mm-hmm. e- even a storm like like hurricanes. You're mm-hmm. going to prepare for a hurricane because you see it coming. Yeah. Like, I got to. Exactly I'm going to go buy some water. I'm going to go buy some food. That's I'm going to I'm going to stock up. But yet the Bible is constantly telling you be prepared. To endure to the end. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you might not endure to the end because of all these things. And he says that. Yeah. yeah. But and he's he telling if you, you get if he's you, telling you spiritually yeah. don't like we're not talking about water and stuff to endure to the end. Right. We're talking about spiritually mm-hmm. enduring to the end. Don't mm-hmm. be one of these that gets caught flat footed when when like there is no rapture at the beginning and, and you're like, Oh man, I've got, I'm going through the where is God? Like don't ask yourself that during the trivia. Let you you want to be the witness during the tribulation. You yeah. want to be the hope during this time. You want to be God's witness. You don't want to be caught flat-footed, falling away. Yeah, and yeah. you hear people that that um, talk about witnessing, and, and they go out there and they say, you know, um, I believe in God. I, You know, I believe in God. You don't believe in God. Do I, you know, am I better off being wrong? Are you better off being wrong? Right? It's kind of the same thing in this situation mm-hmm. where... Are you better off being prepared to endure? Yep. Are you better off being just constantly looking up? Like, because we talk about that, like things get really rough or whatever and bad, and people yeah. are like, "Oh God, just come! I'm ready, just <laughs> yeah. come!" Yeah. And it's like, sadly, there is a bit of truth to that statement. There like is. they're ready. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. I, I, <laughs> I love that feeling, <laughs> yeah. but I also know, you know, looking at the scriptures, you know, for the last few years, thankfully, uh, you know with you know the guidance of the holy spirit instead of just you know, a man taught dogma uh which really just helped me to have a, a new life in scripture and a new just um man just infilling of like yeah. wanting to yeah. be uh, more involved in this stuff but also talking with uh some people years ago about um you know they were you know they were excited about getting out of here uh in the rapture and and I had the total office feeling Mm-hmm. I was like, look, man, if 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 you're telling me right now that that the church is going to be gone and leave all these people here to suffer alone, I, I'm just going to tell God, hey, you, just leave me here. Just let me be a witness during that time, because mm-hmm. obviously there are people, hey, the, he talks very highly about the, the people that are beheaded during oh, the yeah. tribulation, about, yeah. I mean, man, these—but I'm also like, man, that to me didn't align with— with Jesus's words at all, and Jesus, the character yeah, of Jesus of like, ah oh, man, to hell with all those people. I'm gonna pull the church out of here, and good luck to you finding any truth during exactly. that time. Especially yeah, when I, he spent most of his time with the sinners. <laughs> exactly. Correct. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Just and and the person was like, they didn't even know how to take that. I'm like, just go ahead and leave me here. Yeah, I'm good. I'll I'll I'll, I'll I want to be here during that time. I, yeah. I want to make a difference because God said this is going to be the toughest time on the planet. Yeah. They're going to need people. Yep. That that preach hope and bring hope to this situation, and it like it, it's just disturbing, you know. I I, I but was, there's no scripture to back no. up this no. removal well, of the church, and there's no well, nobody right there. filled with the spirit, nobody here to you, help. You said it right there. Like there's no scripture to back Only it up. Only people and, that and couldn't live discussion. It it's just that angel walking around. Like the like. Hearing a guy, uh, you know, I do a lot of you know research and stuff, but I ran across. I won't say the guy's name because I want to make you know want to throw anybody under the bus or nothing like that. We don't, we're, we're not doing that in this show. But he started off his sermon because I just clicked on it. I wanted to kind of hear what he had to say, and he clicked on it. 
but he, he's starting off his when he started getting into the tribulation period. And the first thing out of his mouth was, now don't have you don't have to worry about none of this stuff because we're going to be out of here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He started the whole thing off by telling his whole congregation, probably 2000 people in this congregation, mm-hmm. that very thing. Yeah. Don't worry about none of this stuff. We're going to get into it, but don't worry about it because you're going to be gone. And and I got nauseous because I'm like, all of those people are now... Well, they turned off. They were like, well, this... Oh, hey, man, I don't have to worry about this stuff anyway. Which is why Jesus said, (laughs) work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. You know, you put it in there. Uh, Matthew 24 and 4, take heed that no man deceives you. People, go read this stuff for yourself. Learn it for yourself. Like, dive into it for yourself. Do not take our word for it. Do not take somebody else's word. You dive into it and go, what did Jesus actually say? What does Matthew 24 actually tell me? And and just from a, a common sense perspective, like, why write the book of Revelation if it's not going to affect the church? That's, that's a, well, you to, know, if it's, to me, if it's strictly it's, If it's strictly all you got to do is read the New, New Testament, believe on me and you shall be saved, and... First Thessalonians, you'll be out of here. You're like, yeah. then well, just also stick with too, that. The the author, the authoritative speech that happens when you do something like that, and the authority you take on yourself when you tell somebody, you have to worry about that book of Revelation because we're going to be gone anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't want that on me. No, but I mean, Paul, John, yeah. Timothy. Uh, uh, Jesus, like John, like all these, nobody ever said, don't really pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. He says, yeah. watch and pray and, yeah. and do these things because you're going to see them. And when you see them, when you experience them, you know. Yeah. And it's like, if if there's nothing bad that's going to happen. Well, that's the, that's the then Western. Then why watch and pray? Go, right exactly. back to Corey Tim Boone's letter. That's a good question right there. If we're, we're, if we're not going to go through anything bad, and what she was kind of talking about in her letter, do you have that up? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Can we pull that up? Dr. Kevorkian? Yeah, there you go. go. She, yeah. she, she talks about uh, something down there. Um, How far down are we going? Uh, I think a little bit up right there, uh, where she says, there are some among us teaching there will be no tribulation that the Christians will be able to escape all this. These are false teachers that Jesus was warning us to expect in the latter days. Most of them have little knowledge of what is already going on across the world. Mm. I have been in country... Now, this this letter was 1974-ish, I think. Yeah, um, Okay. I have been in countries where the saints are already suffering terrible persecution. Man, when I read, read this letter, it was just... It was like Jesus like saying, do you see... The deception that's happened in, in, in my church. Mm-hmm. And you go on to read, it says, in China, the, the Christians were told, don't worry before tribulation comes, you will be translated or raptured. Mm-hmm. Then came a terrible persecution. Millions of Christians were tortured to death. And later I, I heard a bishop from China say, sadly, we have failed. We should have made the people strong for persecution. There's that enduring to the end, and yeah. endurance, rather than telling them Jesus would come first. Tell the people how to be strong in time of persecution, how to stand when tribulation comes, to stand and not faint. Like people, we'll put the link up uh, to this, but go read this letter. This letter 
uh, was, I mean, I, I didn't read it until a couple of years ago, and I, I, I fell in love with it. I keep a copy of it with me at all times in my study stuff mm-hmm. because I feel it's that important as a reminder yeah. of endurance and, and, and what those teachings do to civilizations that, like she said, man, you know, they're over there teaching this, this thing this way, and all of a sudden persecution happens and all these people, like, uh, yeah, the, the, the mind that has, you're not spiritually prepared. No. Yeah. And that's what we want you to do is be spiritually prepared for these things. But going back to the rapture of Revelation uh, 13 and 8, we talked about, um, uh, uh, actually it's, uh, yeah, Revelation 13 and 8, all who dwell on earth will worship the beast whose names have not been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So if he tells you, hey, look, all of these people are going to worship the beast, who is the Antichrist, and we know that's after he sits in the seat and calls himself God in the third temple, and then you turn around and say, okay, hey, these other people are not, because they're written in the Lamb's Book of Life, who are the rest of us. But then he says, you know, in between the sixth and seventh bowl uh, in Revelation 16 and 15, he says, behold... I am coming as a thief, and blessed who watches. So if he hasn't come even even at that time, mm-hmm. in between the sixth and seventh bowls, which are at the very kind of the very end of the tribulation period, yeah. And he tells you, I hadn't come yet. Be, behold, I am still coming as a thief. And that thief in the night. This yeah. is where people get really twisted up and mixed up when they reference thief in the night. He tells you, we are people of the day. We are not going to be caught off guard. No. We're, the we're, thief in the night comes to those that are in the dark, that are of the darkness. That's exactly right. And so when people make this reference, I, he comes in a thief in the night. He's not going to surprise us. No. It says he we, blows a trumpet. And, and let me break this down for you real quick. Yeah. because Oh, yeah, the trumpet. that the, yes. the bride of Christ. That is a reference that I hear all the time. We're the bride of Christ, bride of Christ, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I do get whatever. that. We are. Look, look. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to blow that <laughs> off, okay? <laughs> that was Don't a good whatever. Though. I guess it was like a whatever. Exactly, because I get so annoyed with this <laughs> bride of Christ. Bride like of Christ. we're the bride of Christ. Uh, so somehow, somehow they have literally superseded the bride of Christ over the children of God, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're sitting here telling me that as a husband, like as a husband, I'm going to protect my bride, but to what do you say? <laughs> but whatever but to, to my children. <laughs> with the children. It, it, it makes no logical sense. Even Forget that I'm even a biblical scholar to no end, right? The, the bottom line is, <laughs> to a logical human being, if you walked up to him and said, okay, you know that the, the, your house is going to go up in flames, would you save your bride or would you save your children? I mean, even the bride would slap you upside the head and say, why are you saving me? You go in there and you save your children. Okay. So when it comes down to the bride of Christ, the Bible, I mean, within the Hebrew understanding, you had a one year, and and the truth be told, it was a minimum of a one year betroth of of a person, meaning you you did certain things and, and you gave a gift and you said, we're married, right? We're but I'm going to go away, and I'm going to prepare a place for me to come and, and, and us raise our family, okay? Yeah. That's an understood concept within the Hebrew uh, culture. 
but it was a minimum of usually a one year. It could be extended. It could yeah. be two, three years. Okay, it could be two thousand. <laughs> Bingo. So <laughs> it, you never know. And so, but he would say, you know, at the same time, you need to be prepared because what would happen is the father of the groom would let him know, okay, everything's been prepared. Yeah, You're ready. Coming. Go get your yeah. bride. Yeah. Okay. And and even Jesus says that. He explains that. He's like, yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm going to go and prepare a place for yeah. you. And basically my father is the only one who knows when I'm, what's, what's so funny? Because I have a thought. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Well, <laughs> before it fleets away, or... it's like so. The father tells the future son-in-law, "Like, yeah, you can come yeah. get your bride, right?" Yes. And part of Hebrew culture is to show up in the middle of the night and kidnap her. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah like, like, a, like thief. a thief in the night. Right. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like it says that it, they begin to blow the shofar. Yeah. I mean, the concept is there. They begin yeah. to blow the shofar. Why? You, you, to you, alert. You, you know, you're alert. You're, she knows after a year, a, man, yeah. that needs, she needs to start preparing yeah. for, for his return. Yes. Mm -hmm. they, she knows that. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that she knows exactly when he's coming back. Yeah. Right. But what is the warning? Oh, they start blowing the shofar, and they let her know. And then guess what? Within that town... They start to light the candles, yeah, right? Yeah. And then do, and so he starts to make his way in. It's not what the heck just happened. Well, yeah, and, like, and, and that's and never the, been the, the concept. That makeup on. Yeah. But that deception teaching of you know, you know, telling people that oh, Jesus has to catch people off guard, and he has to. I I hate that. I yeah. I really dislike when people tell me that, oh, well, you know, Jesus can't come back right now because too many people are watching. I'm like, <laughs> too many people I, are alert. I got, I got exactly. nothing. I really, like, folks, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jesus, sorry. Jesus is not the butler on Mr. Deeds. Uh, I mean, I, I, dude, I, sneaky, the, sneaky. <laughs> it's like, that really, my brain, my brain just goes on overload because uh -huh. how do people even... Yeah, it's like they don't want people saved. They don't. That's want, exactly. And, and, I and, think you're. You just hit something there. Yeah. I think there is a a dominance, and we know this within our our religious cultures, right? Yeah. Like one has got more knowledge and more uh, yeah, truth one than the other. And, like if you ain't such and such, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you ain't spirit filled. Yeah. Jesus name. <laughs> yeah. And, and and exactly, and so they look down on other yes. denominations. Yeah. And, and we're all operating under the same, you know, banner. We are. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so it's very disturbing to think, and we've heard that. Yeah. I mean, even during this pandemic that took place, pastors were saying, no, nah, I know he's not coming back now. Why? Uh, people are alert. Yeah. Way too many people are, are, are praying. Way too many people are getting, it's like, <laughs> really so. Really got me bothered. Like, yeah. yeah, that's. Just bizarre. That is, I mean, when we Correct. talk about doctrines of the devil, like demonic yeah. teaching and stuff, yeah. like yeah. how did your mind get so warped that well, you want people asleep? Doesn't doesn't the Corey Timboom letter doesn't it doesn't she talk about that being uh, you know the rapture teaching of you know that pre tribulation rapture teaching was more demonic because of that that fact of how it actually makes people. You know, now she's not saying the people are demonic. Don't right, uh, right. Oh, she's not saying that at all. It's the teaching that Correct. was that was brought in as a as a pre tribulation doctrine was in itself. She saw firsthand how it was being used to deceive the church into um, not knowing how to persevere and not spiritually learning how to persevere through tribulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So I understood when she started talking about that in that letter um, was that, it, yeah, it wasn't the, you know, it's not our, it's not the people. So don't feel like we're saying, oh, your, your pastor's, you know, uh, no, demonic no. for teaching. What they're saying is, is these teachings that have entered the church. Could be. That... <laughs> that have made things to where people are like, oh, well, like you said, like, oh, well, Jesus can't come back right now because people are, are, are awake. And so he, he has to catch people off guard so so not too many people are saved. That, to me, yeah. is a, is demonic. Yeah. That's a demonic spirit speaking mm-hmm. because Jesus said he, he wants all to be saved. Yeah, no one like, to perish. He doesn't want anybody to perish. So So those things are very disturbing to us, but also looking at... You know this tribulation, uh, the the pre-trib rapture. It, it's disturbing to us because it it doesn't teach you to endure to the end, like Jesus talked about in Matthew twenty-four. And the fact that it's debatable—that's really the other thing that bothers me. Is that you will? And and, and I know they're good-meaning people. I yeah, do. I understand that. Like you've got mm-hmm. people that are post-trib, people that yeah. are pre-trib, and and I believe, and and I could name, like we say, we could <laughs> name people that. I've, I've read five, six of his books. Like, I love his teaching. I love the in-depth studies that he makes. But he's so pro-pre-trib that he can't see past it. And and I'm sitting here and I'm going, dude, do you realize the gymnastics that you, the mental gymnastics yeah. that you have to make to persuade me that when Jesus says after the tribulation that it was before? And, and I just want to read, because I know we probably need to start... Oh, we got to wrap up. Yeah, we, I, was, I don't even know where we're at on time, but I know that we got to be pushing it. We're but, probably pushing it tonight. Um, and and that's that's what I was afraid of would happen because you can't touch <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah, you can't touch the rapture the hem of his garment. Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Um, you're going somewhere. I don't else. know if I put. I keep telling Book of Enoch. Yeah, I got some. Oh. Don't, we don't got a me, couple of these. Don't man. give me that attitude. Oh, if you're gonna, man, you, Which if one? you're gonna go off into the Book of Enoch, we, we, no, I don't. One. I don't want to go off into <laughs> it, but I just want to read. <laughs> we're gonna start one, like, and let's just read this real quick, so okay, that I got one and one and one yeah, and, eight and, and one we'll and make nine. our okay. yeah, we'll make our way through it. But one and one, so this is a a, a direct quote from Jude, okay, <clears throat> and that's Jude one fourteen and fifteen, okay, okay, and it says, but in in Book of Enoch, are you able to pull it up or no? I'm in Enoch. But it's not up here. Why is that? That's Dick's fault. Oh, oh there we go. Hey, there we, we go. We go. <laughs> all right. Because I, I wanted to read off of there the okay. words of the blessings of Enoch. All right. So understand, this is the very and first it's verse gone again. Yeah, very no, first. That's, and that's, it's First Thessalonians. This, folks, this, we're having some te- we got, technical difficulties go ahead, tonight. Back to it. <laughs> yeah. So no Enoch goods. one and one. This okay. is like right off the bat in the book of Enoch. It says, "In the words of the blessings of Enoch, wherewith the he blessed." The, the elect and the righteous, who will be living in the day of tribulation, which throws everybody's uh, yeah. rapture yep. completely, theory off. Completely okay? out of the and this is a man who saw the end from the beginning, okay? And that's understood. And w- when all of the wicked and godless are to be removed, okay? That's another concept that people are not really happy about. But all of these bowls, all of these things you hear one third of mankind, yeah. you know, destroyed, removed, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Which are like billions I mean, of people. Yeah, by the you're way. seeing God yeah. is really removing the wicked off of the earth, okay? Yeah. Um, and then one and eight, I think I went through two there, but then here, here's the part that I wanted to really go over um, because 
it says, you know, the elect and the righteous will be there during the day of tribulation. But the righteous, he will make peace and will protect the elect, and the mercy shall be upon them, right? And they shall all belong to God, and they shall be prospered, and they shall all be blessed, and he will help them all, and the light shall appear unto them all, and he will make peace with them. Now, real quick, Jude um, 1 and 9 <clears throat> It says, and behold, he comes with, and this is something that is quoted all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, he comes with 10,000 of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to destroy all the ungodly and to convict all the flesh of the works of their ungodliness, which they ungodly committed. And I think I could have wrote this sentence. <laughs> and of all the hard things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. I mean, that... That right there is yeah. something that they reference all the time. And what I'm saying is in Jude, he references the first chapter of Enoch. And, he, and, and now everybody references that for, hey, he comes back with 10,000. Why are you not willing to look at one and one and one and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're willing to look at all the other stuff, but why not that? And in Zephaniah two and three, real quick. So you didn't you didn't actually read Enoch one and nine, but you just referenced the ten thousand angels. Yeah. So if I just pulled yeah, up thank Enoch you. one and yeah, nine. I started to just say, hey, just pull that one up, yeah. just so yeah, I can exactly. see the, That's yeah. the it's court, verbatim. Which, yeah, but you, you, you only referenced one, one and eight. You you yeah. So, and so we wanted to pull up one and nine. You didn't I give thought the I read ten thousand angels. I didn't read reference. no. That's why oh, that's okay. why Stephen and I are here. Yeah, yeah. We're here to kind of keep one and eight, one and nine. Take it away, one and nine. One and nine was, behold, and he comes with 10,000 of his holy ones. Which matches with Jude. Yes. yes. Yeah. One and eight was, but with the righteous. But Jude right. 1, 14 and 15 is that same exact scripture of one and nine. Yes. Okay. And so that's what I was saying is, if you're willing to quote Enoch in Jude verbatim, why are you not willing to quote Enoch 1 and 1, 1 and 2? Yeah. That's all I'm saying is mm -hmm. it's very selective. People are very selective on what... We know this. I mean, there are doctrines, there are religions that establish themselves on one particular scripture or two yeah. particular scriptures. Well, we also talked about how, you know, the Bible talks about uh, the sealed books for the end, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. which are, happened in Daniel. And, 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 yeah, you hardly ever hear um, anybody talk about those books. Like, we talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls and, and all these things, the, the second book of Ezra and the Apocrypha and and the book of Enoch. And folks, there's a lot of information out there. There's a mm -hmm. lot of stuff to study uh, that that helps you put together a lot of things that God is obviously, uh, you know, sending us to say, hey, look, these are things that I'm, I'm, I'm making known to my mm -hmm. people uh, for the end. And, that, and yeah. that's an exciting thing uh, because right now we're, 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 we're living in a strange time, as you as you saw in last week's show. Yeah. The, the the time we're about to enter, yeah. in the next you know five to seven years is not going to look like it is today. And the truth be told, if anybody look, email us, and I will send every one of these documents that I've written up. There's, I mean, there's ones that we haven't gotten to, uh, but everything will help you establish what you should be believing, mm -hmm. what you should see. And like you said, there are people who, I mean, uh, Paul Crouch, who went on the Be With the Lord, we believe, and uh, um, but with TBN, um, he said that he came out of an organization that they believed, and everybody taught pre-trib, like 
everybody believed that yeah. the rapture, we're just going to get out of here. There's not going to be any hardship. I mean, other than the minimal hardship that we experience where day-to-day -day job life. loss, right, yeah. and sickness and stuff yeah. like that. But just please reach out to us. I am more than happy to share anything that I come yeah. across or whatever, and I'll, I will definitely start posting a few things on uh, our Facebook page and stuff yeah, like you that. You can email us at canwe3, number three, agree, at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, so. And I don't even think we touched... <laughs> touch the surface of it i no it's just no. like it's there's so much there was a whole nother can, page of notes i yes. I, I didn't even get to well i guess we'll have to do episode six yeah next yeah. next week yeah. we'll so we can touch on yeah, some next of week we'll start but we did get through the timeline because we, we didn't so even we, touch we, we yeah. finally finished the timeline yeah. so the, the last three shows have really kind of finished that out for you just to kind of give you a checklist and and some things and then and then we will we'll start prepping and start working on some shows for well we didn't get to even matthew 24 and we referenced no, it three no, or four I, times I, but I, I think i think we we run through matthew 24 yeah. next week first because that one that that's kind of like i know it is it's for the me basis. That it's the yeah. it's the foundation of of where i sit when it comes to how to look at the end because that was the question that the disciples asked jesus to answer mm -hmm. and he answered it and so that for me i was like okay well if it was good enough for them it should be good enough for me and i think all of us are learning very quickly that the spirit of deception is getting very very bold yep. now yep. in every aspect that we talk about they're rewriting history right yep. like and it won't be long, you know, the Bible says, oh, yeah. buy the truth and sell it not. Why? Because it will no longer be available. Correct. And so that's why you have to know it that's here. That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Folks, it was a good show. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, um, man. We'll Don't hate us. Keep yeah. those questions Don't hate coming. us. <laughs> Keep those questions coming. I'm sure yeah. you got plenty of them um, from, from this one, is yeah. especially about the rapture. If you disagree with whatever oh, it is, hey, man, yeah, still email us. Tell yeah. us you disagree. That's yeah. great. We, we don't mind. Yeah. God bless everyone. Or just stop watching the show. <laughs> no. Oh, Continue watching. Man. Uh, don't listen to him. Yeah, never. never.